This episode of Star Lost Seas is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Do you have a podcast idea and don't know where to host it? Head over to Anchor.fm to get a free account, hosting, and distribution for your podcast. That's Anchor.fm, or go to the Anchor mobile app. Hello, everybody. I apologize for the muted. Uh, we had the camera issue, and I was like, oh, shit, 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 shit. Um, but hello, everybody, and welcome to... Starlost Shanties are our Starlost uh, Seas kind of post-show, after-show. I don't know what you would call it, but it's our first review session of Starlost Seas. And we will be doing a lot of talking about what's happened in the first seven sessions. Yes. So, I guess without further ado, I will hand the power over to Miss Taylor, the lovely Tabby oh, Tabaxi. Oh, before you do questions, do we want to do a do a recap of the first seven sessions? Just a, a brief, so that, that everyone has an idea. Yeah, just maybe. like a brief recap would be nice, because oh, maybe people are watching who haven't seen any of them. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Maybe a smart idea. I guess I should do that. Yeah, okay! <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Cryo. I'm the DM of Star Lost Season. For those of you who don't know, every single Monday, all these lovely people here all gather together to watch and play this very fun D&D game that we do. We record it all, and then we put it out every... It's noon. It's always noon, right, Noah? Always noon. Noon EST. Noon EST. So all you people on the West Coast can wake up nice and refreshed at nine o'clock and watch us play D D. and in this campaign as you might have imagined from the name most of it's set out of the ocean we start the very first place we start off is the stonekeeper empire which has just made a law outlawing magic and magical people and everybody in the party gathers up on a boat together and they set sail very first episode they bump into a hold master from the empire who hands off his half-elf brother to them and that's Archibald. Archibald's lovely. He stays around a lot. Their boat sinks after they piss off two sea serpents. They did great. <laughs> Socks turns into a werewolf in the middle of that fight. Also great. You should have just let it leave. You should have just let it leave. It was leaving. <laughs> uh, then they show up in a, fa a fantastic magical place called Inshasla that smells like fish and alcohol. That is correct. They get on another boat where they then set sail off on all sorts of high seas shenanigans. And in the most recent episode, they just had their first big boss fight and level up. They're all level four. They fought a giant stone golem in the shape of a dragon. Yeah. Against one of Sox's old students. That was pretty cool. <sighs> And there's I think that's a I think that's a vague enough recap for the I moment to, to keep people recap. interested. All right. All right. Then I guess we could just start it. Take it away with some questions. Cool. Well, <laughs> first of all, I want to say that I've been watching since the beginning, since it's first started premiering every week on YouTube, and I think it's hilarious. I love the campaign, and it's really fun to listen to, especially because it's on Monday. It means I can do all my boring Monday chores and like be listening in my headset to a really fun campaign. So thank you. For a really fun campaign and cryo you're a very fun dm and it's fun to listen to i love it he's a fantastic dm Absolutely. <laughs> while she's while she fixes that yeah no taylor's easily our biggest fan she shows up every single monday 
Every hangs Monday. out in chat. She's fantastic. And she was nice enough to, to come on to host for us. Yep. Okay, sorry about that. I'm at work right now, and the work phone was ringing, so I just had to mute it while... Because <laughs> I'm ignoring it right now. Priorities. I'm not yep. here. I'm not here. Uh, my internet died at home, so I had to come to work to do this, and I'm glad oh. it's... it's Thank you All so right, much so for going out of your yeah, way. For so Absolutely. It's just, it's like the, the my luck, the universe knew I had this one little happy thing planned on my little desk calendar, and it just decided to squash it. So, but I'm showing it's who's boss. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> That's nice. Do it. All right. So let's just start with some questions. Um, I will say that out of the entire campaign, one of my favorite characters is is actually Kieran. Um, why? Because he's hilarious. It's because it's like I can imagine like this really cool like adventurer looking. Um, he's an Asimir, right? Asimir, but he's just like so awkward with the other characters and they all hate him and i just (laughs) it's just it's the funniest image to me and i i just love it so my question for that is kieran what's up with that guy (laughs) so i actually have the answer for that um because i was talking to as last night uh so I can actually say the, and he answered that question. And so his response is, Kieran doesn't quite understand people and isn't fully aware of that fact. He grew up isolated in the middle of the waste. And for most of his life, he only really had his bird friend and the occasional voice in his head. So most, most of his conversations are one way. So he's never really had the pushback to realize he doesn't exactly know what he's doing. So that's why he's so awkward, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It makes sense. It makes sense. I love that guy. Oh my gosh. Kieran um, is like a walking one. enigma. Kieran is fun. <laughs> Kieran uh, I think was... in episode one, he came up to the party, which was just Twink and Socrates at the time in the tavern, and he's just like, comes up all confident. He just says like, so do you know about history? And then just, he stopped. That's and it. ever since then, everyone's just hated him. It's so funny. <laughs> For a character like Sox, who knew he had a high-value bounty on him, even at the time, um, that was the most terrifying thing you could possibly say to him, is walk up and ask this really vague question. Um, I I can imagine, because that's like a hundred textbook scrolls he could start talking about. Understood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you go, you go. Oh, for people watching, Socrates is this um, elf professor. He's a little shabby. He's a little scruffy, but he's a professor, so he knows a lot. Yeah. I want to say, I think it's really funny. Oz was, uh, this was Oz's first time playing D&D, actually. He's been a forever DM prior to this. So this was his first character that he got to sit down and play. So it's it's really funny talking to him about it because he's like, yeah, I, I had I had set out and I had all these plans and all these ideas in my head on what I wanted Kieran to be. And then it came time for me to talk and I forgot that I had to talk because I'm a player. <laughs> yeah, after the first it. session, he I, I don't remember if he said this in like sort of the after portion right before we got started or like right before we ended. He said, at one point I got lost and forgot I was playing. I was just watching, kind of just taking it all in. And then someone went, what's Kieran going to do? And he went, Oh, what is Kieran going to do? <laughs> I can't remember that. 
I mean, to be fair, it's really easy to forget you're playing when you're listening to Cryo tell this amazing story. So oh, it's, it is real easy to forget you're playing. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. Let's move on to the next question. This one's right. more for Cryo. Oh, okay. Uh, Cryo, the DM. So I was wondering about Archibald. Archibald is an NPC who's integral to the story right now. Mm-hmm. And he's... Um, he's described as like he's a like a young elf, like a younger brother of mm-hmm. another character. Um, but I'm wondering, is he like a young young elf? Like, is he a gawky, scrawny little fifteen year old looking elf, or is he like a you know like a four hundred year old young elf mm, who just kind of okay. looks like a normal adult? Uh, no. So Archibald's uh, fun actually because he he does look like a teenager in elf years. He's uh, we say this later on. I don't. We haven't said it yet by episode seven, but I think we say it by nine, and it's not like a secret or anything. He's seventy nine years old. He's actually twenty years older than his his like older brother figure Ashranon. He's he's seventy nine, oh. but in elf years, that's still not considered like an adult. So he's very awkward and uncomfortable, despite the fact that he is older than every party member except for Socks. Does he look like an adult, or does he look like kind of a gawky teenager? He, he looks kind of—he looks like a really scrawny, like eighteen or nineteen year old. Like he's—he's right. he's clearly approaching adulthood, but he's—he looks kind of like a kid, which is why they all treat him like a kid. Yeah. Okay. Good. This has been <laughs> bothering me since the beginning. Is it bad I imagine him as Robert Pattinson from Twilight? (laughs) Is that that a compliment? I don't know. I think it describes it perfectly, though, right? Like this really old, young-looking dude. Oh, you know, that's fair. That's fair. That's not what I was thinking about it. I was like... Maybe so. And I think this segues really well into my next question. So Lotus is this very young, um, childlike... character who's actually played by Nimwick. How do you say your name? Nimwick. You can just say Ray though. Okay, Ray. So played by Ray. And she is adorable and I just kind of imagine her like this little like this little pigeon. Like this little kid pigeon girl with a mask. And that's Mm -hmm. the image in my head. And I'm wondering, is she little like a kid or is she like bigger? Because technically she's like three hundred years old. Um well, Aarakocra's only lived for 30 years, uh, so she's two, almost. Um, so she's, she's like a little kid. Yeah, so if you were to translate it into human years, she'd be like 12 or so. Uh, so she's around 4'9 in height, but her wings are, are massive. She's so rapidly she's approaching wild. puberty, and we're all very, very scared. Oh, <laughs> Pretty badass. I remember one part where she like plucked a bullet out of the air. Yes, that was very, very. Yes, startled. that was so she, cool. So, for uh, for clarification, we are about eight sessions ahead of what you guys see. Um, okay. And let me just say, Lotus has taken taken a lot. She has she has become something altogether different uh, since uh, from the point that you guys see, and she yeah. is. Absolutely phenomenal. I am excited. I can't wait to catch up to those the weeks go by. I will say this. Lotus was the... Because the the setting, sort of like the time period and the items that would be available and around, 
I didn't necessarily discuss a lot with everyone. So guns were something that as soon as they were, the moment it was established that this world was prolifically like littered with guns. Ray was like, I have to catch a bullet. I have to catch a bullet. <laughs> I want someone, I want to convince someone to shoot me just so I can catch the bullet. And I'm like, okay. And that's why she was like, Harbin, shoot me. <laughs> oh my god. I love Lotus. She's so cute. Oh, she's a joy. Um, we all I need think that character. Episode, she started um, throwing around F-bombs because that's what kids do when they hear adults say F-bombs. Oh god, when Lotus first heard an F-bomb. <laughs> hey, I don't know where she heard that. I don't know where she heard that from. <laughs> where, where did she hear that from? Oh wait, no, this way. <laughs> 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 I don't know where she heard that uh, from. These two adults swearing their asses off the entire time around this child. Okay, so yeah, um, for anyone wondering, um, in terms of proportional ages, Lotus is both significantly youngest in proper age, she is two years old, and significantly the youngest proportionally. Sox is nearing his 30s, if not already there. I don't know where Twink is proportionally. Uh, yeah. And Dolus is just about in his late 20s by now. So, proportionally, Lotus exists in a space that <laughs> children should not exist in. He's hitting puberty ah. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. Is that, is that part of it? Lotus. Angsty Lotus. Angsty Lotus. You know Lotus. I'm going to do Angsty oh, Lotus. No. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm back. Sorry for the interruption there. And if anybody... Um, it's because I wasn't able to do this at home. I got to do this at the office, but that's okay. And I was going to say to anybody watching, um, you can watch the premieres of the Star Lost Seas campaign on the Glitched Streams YouTube channel. It Absolutely. premieres every single Monday. And definitely go subscribe there and check it out because it's a lot of fun to sit there and watch it live. And there's a little live stream chat. You can chat with people who are watching. And if you guys prefer your episodes in an audio form, you can find it over at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcast, like name it and you can find it there. Just Star yeah. Lost Seas. Well, right, right on. That's right. I forgot about that. I like YouTube because I can, I can sit there yeah. and chat. <laughs> and another thing, if you like TikTok, Noah puts these great compilations together, some clips from the sessions. <laughs> puts so them on TikTok. Funny. You guys should definitely it's check so them out. Funny. They're hilarious. So funny. Is that, is that streams TikTok? Yeah. Glitch yeah. streams. Got it. You can find it either way. All right. Okay. Let's move on to another question. Okay. So this one is from me. It's about Captain Lorelei. So okay. Lorelei is somebody that we met in the first episode um, in the inn. She was she was like the waitress or like the innkeeper. She's she's doing stuff in the inn. Um, but then we meet Lorelei on uh, who's a, a ship captain. Later on, after some weird stuff happened with Archibald, that gawky kid elf. And I was wondering, is this like a Nurse Joy situation where there's like multiple Lorelei's all over the place? And they're all like related? They're like cousins, sisters? Oh my gosh. So maybe I should Can the players this. answer this first? Since we have <laughs> yeah, a theory? Yeah, 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 everyone answer with your various theories. I'm excited. That's to our Lorelei. It's, it's our Lorelei. She recognized us. She was very upset to see us again especially a month later um that is our lorelei it goes in, we go into it a little bit more in the future um but yeah right at the beginning she recognizes us and she's not happy to see that Harmon showed up with a broken boat she loves lotus though 
loves Lotus. She never met Lotus, uh, but she recognized Twink and Socks, that's for sure. To be fair, we also had a bunch of other running theories about what was going on. Um, yeah. One of them being a multiverse situation that I don't want to dive into because it makes my head hurt. But but that was like one of the first things. Like, is this another timeline? Is this another Lorelei? Uh, we don't, don't know. know. No, and the Nurse Joy thing now, I'm freaking out. I'm thinking there's a bunch of them now. I wasn't even <laughs> thought I had. I might be onto something here. Maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, I think if, if it's not true, it is now. And you've talked about how Star Lost is a sequel to an older campaign. What was the first campaign like? And is it going to connect in ways that we haven't seen yet to this current campaign? So for those of you who are early on and blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera, Star Lost is a sequel to a campaign I DM'd in high school. First campaign I ever DM'd. It was incredibly jailbroken. I read like 20 rules of D&D. And we only did 14 sessions, but we got all the way to level 20 because we just power scaled and jumped around in the story. Because why not? As like, of we now, we, are, we have overtaken the number of sessions in the original campaign. There have been more sessions of Star Lost than there was of the original campaign that I DM'd. But uh, no, so it, it's... It's a sequel, and all of the things that they did in it happened in the universe of Star Lost. So, like, there was a war, there was a this, there was a that. It all it all happened, and it will affect this campaign, and it has started affecting the campaign where we are now, not where you guys are watching, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited for you all to see. And as far as how it connects in ways you haven't seen yet, uh, <laughs> there's... There's this great character that might be coming up in a few episodes that I'm super excited for you all to meet who may or may not have been in the first campaign. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> and now, um, Star Lost Seas is a homebrew campaign, mm -hmm. right? So this is your own world that you've created, Cryo. Yes. God, yes. Right. <laughs> Very all cool. from the ground up. Very tiring sometimes. I can't. I can't even imagine DMing like your entire own world. I. I don't. I can't even. The trick is anything I make up on the spot is canon now. So it's, it's <laughs> right. sometimes it's actually very easy. <laughs> nice. Now is Rook dead? This is a viewer question. Ooh, <laughs> is Rook dead? Oh my god. Oh, uh, come on, give us a definitive answer. For those of you who don't know, Rook is an NPC who shows up at the very first episode. He's he's a half orc who gets a little gruff and angry at one of the uh, one of the other NPCs, and he gets a revolver to the face in exchange for it. Um, is Rook dead? This has actually been a question that the entire party has asked me numerous times at this point, to the point that to the point that they forgot and stopped asking. Um, <laughs> And I can't answer because it would be some may say bigger fish to fry for us. Typically, spe typically speaking, a single gunshot in D and D will not kill you. He did, however, get shot in the face, so maybe he is dead. Maybe he is. But he's the half orc, so he has yeah. relentless endurance. He has relentless endurance, which it's should keep him alive. At least three quarters of an inch thick. Yeah, I will say. Our running theory is that Harmon's gun is basically the equivalent of the cult in Supernatural. <laughs> if you land it in a fatal spot, they die instantly. We're just, we're, that's my running theory. I think Rook is so dead. I should steal that gun. Harmon, yeah, Harmon's gun is special. They all know this already. I've told all of them, but I'll tell, I'll tell the audience now. Harmon's gun is special. 
and maybe you'll see how special it is soon. I should steal that gun. Hopefully, you <laughs> eat it for a bunch of pickles. Yeah, oh my right, gosh. God. Pickles. <laughs> Motherfucker sold the cannons for pickles. Why do you need cannons when you can have pickles? Crates of pickles. Crates of pickles. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you mean barrels? No it's crates. <laughs> crates. Pickles. No, <laughs> no piles. Pickles? They're just really good pickles. Maybe they're like spicy pickles, a little garlic in there, a little. Mm. The it's best thing is, is I don't like pickles. So hard, like I wouldn't even have those. I had an NPC really actively nice. purchase something that I think is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. so well, Cryo, how do you usually build combat? Like, and how lethal is the combat typically? Oh, oh gosh. Okay, so building combat, I would say the very. The very first combat I built, the Astronaut fight with a bunch of guards on the boat, I built it, I had stuff planned, I gave a few of the guards special items and everything, like they were going to do different things and everything, and then they dropped Twink on the boat and he cast Thunderwave and threw them all into the ocean, and it was just right out the window, literally every single plan I had. AG-130 inbound! <laughs> oh my god, they dropped the gnome like a bomb in this boat. And ever since then, like I make the enemies, and I I half the I've I am now fifty fifty for making combat maps or not making combat maps. <laughs> um, so I kind of just pick some enemies, pull their stats up on another page, and just do random stuff as it seems to fit. I think I've only ever had two combats that I built that were in because we used D&D Beyond that were marked as like lethal for the party um, one of them was the Atronon fight because Atronon was considered an enemy spoilers for those of you who haven't watched the first episode he's not good plot twist yeah. um, he like so that one was marked lethal because he was significantly stronger than the entire party uh and then the next one that's been marked lethal is coming up. It's in two, two or three episodes, uh, whether they're going to air. Mm, mm, the mm. one. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's episode nine. Episode nine is when the combat comes. Yeah. It's like episode... a difficulty level of the fight. Yes. Yeah, so D&D Beyond measures Cryo. difficulty. Hmm? 10? Oh, episode 10. 10. Episode 10, then. Yeah, D&D Beyond measures difficulty in, like, a ramping way, and so it compares your party level and your health and everything, and as you put enemies on the board, it tells you how dangerous is this going to be. And once it gets to a certain point, it's like, this is lethal. This is probably going to kill one of your party members. Do you let Do you let your party know? No. <laughs> no, no. To be fair, once. only two of those combats have been marked as lethal, and there's been some close calls in ones that aren't martial lethal. So I'm I don't think shocked. I have to. I think they sh a good assumption in D&D is always assume you can die in a fight. Yeah. Like always play as if you might be able to die. Mm -hmm. My campaign that we're doing right now has uh, learned that the hard way. Um, I think I might be the, the me and one of the person are the only original surviving members. Oh <laughs> always have a second character hard. ready. Always right. have a second character. Exactly. Don't get too attached. Mm -mm. Uh, it's too not broad. Yeah, it's oh, too late. Like, <laughs> before we go on to the next question, I just wanted to say there's also there's one combat that we just did in in our last session that was very Fuck. a lot. It was a lot. 
it, and uh, I came up with it in in the beginning of that session. I had not planned it at all. We were planning stuff out at like 20 minutes into the session. I was like, you know, we're gonna do initiative. We've got time. Oh, what, how do how would we want to do this? And I just completely made note, combat up on that the fly. session is over four hours long. It went a bit longer than I'd intended. I may have over I may have overscaled that particular you combat. Think? <laughs> It was well, fun, though. To the DM for being able to come up with things like that on the fly. That's one thing I don't really understand how DMs do it. I've never been in that situation myself, like like DMing and controlling um, what's happening. And just props to having a good DM who's just on top of stuff, who can make up this kind of stuff on the fly. I won yeah. an improv award in high school. That's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is a question, I think, for Nimwick. Um, why do the birds wear masks? Or Ray, I should have said Ray. Why do the birds wear masks? Um, is it a religious I'm, thing? I'm pretty sure it was touched on in one of the episodes where Dola said it was for protection. Um, but it will be touched on in future episodes. Yeah. So okay. I can't so we'll anything find out. Out. it's a big thing. Oh, it's a big thing. So this isn't like just an Aarakocra, everybody does it kind of thing? Uh, Aarakocras, so Aarak they generally have, they're humanoid birds. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they don't usually wear masks. Okay, got it. That's one thing I was wondering is do Aarakocras usually wear masks? But no, this is a special situation, and we're going to find out coming up in the future. It is why Sox's interest was spiked so quickly. He knew of Aarakocras, but he has never met one, much less one that wears a mask to cover their already bird-like face. At one point, um, at one point, Lotus uh, found another mask, like an Oni mask, in the campaign, and she tried to like switch it out and put it over her kind of bird face. But like it, it wouldn't work because it was just it wasn't the right proportions, and I got a real kick out of that. Yeah. So she actually, uh, it may have been misconstrued. She tried to put that over her already worn mask. Like it wasn't like she tried to switch them. She oh. put a mask on the mask. She's just layering them. She could have put it on the back of her head. Yeah. It's like one of oh, maybe one true. maybe I one day she'll switch to the oni mask. Yeah. She still has it, I think. Put it on the back. Could be like head. a Voldemort type thing. <laughs> oh my god. I was thinking you could do like the mask on the side of the face like a lot yeah. of characters do. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but alright. <laughs> Let's go. Ideas. <laughs> so it does look like we had a viewer question from Ooh. Scarecrow. Uh he he did ask all of us, uh, what's our favorite care what are everyone's character's favorite food? Oh, I can tell you, Socks loves a good steak. The rawer, the better. Obviously. The rarer, the better. The rarer. Rarer, <laughs> XD. The rarer, the nice better. Bone. I would think um, Twink definitely likes foods that are easier to eat. I mean, like easier jerky? To like carry. Yep, like, like jerky. Jokes um, on you, dog he can man. Conceal, or not conceal, but carry on his person, because he doesn't eat very much. It could sustain him for multiple days. So, finger foods, I would say. I think Lotus really likes fruit. Granted, I think Holly that's just a theme among all of my 
D&D characters is that they just really like fruit. <laughs> well, birds do like fruit. They yeah. Do. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Kieran's favorite is bread, cherry flavored. Yeah, anything cherry flavored. I, okay, funny comment um, from chat. Well, finger foods are called hand foods for Twink, who is a gnome. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Touche. The <laughs> best running joke is Twink can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think the best running joke currently is whenever anything tries to attack Tweak, just because I get poor rolls against him, he's just too he's too short. He's too they short. don't they account just, for how short he is. They go right over him. Uh. Dolus doesn't care for food because he usually gives it to Lotus, but he does like potatoes apparently. He likes potatoes. Ooh. The DM will remember that. Ooh. <laughs> My gosh. All right. <laughs> now I have a question for Socrates, who is Glitched Streams' this character. Mm -hmm. How much has Socrates traveled? Like, after seeing Lagos, how many other students has he had? Uh, so, Socks was a professor for just about a century. Um, and he spent a lot of a lot of his time in the Empire, but he also traveled a lot to study. He has been to Shade Step, which is one of the destinations we are heading toward. Uh, I believe he's also been to Yubua for a short amount of time um, due to the fact that, you know, for a time he was traveling for other reasons. Um, I don't believe he's ever been to Dragon Lost, or at the very least, uh, we, Cryo and I have not addressed it. Um, he has not. Yeah. So he's been to a good amount of the uh, amount of the major countries in uh, in Star Lost. Yeah, he's been around. He's been around a lot. Yeah. Do we have any other chat questions going on while Taylor panics? One of them is, what was everyone's character's first impression of each character? Oh. Oh no. I thought I'm you sure were all great. That. I might lose friends. Yeah, no, I know Twink fucking hated Socks off the bat. I first thing, hate any of them. I just, first thing he said to Socks was, uh, was uh, say it with your chest, is pretty much what he said. Um, Come on, speak up! Yeah, Socks definitely thought Twink was um, intriguing, to say the least. Um, but... <laughs> but he was also definitely a little bit intimidated by him, just because Twink was so casual about uh about the things that he was talking about like he he seemed to not care despite the fact that he was just as wanted as everyone else and then i think we know what the birds first thought of socks and twink lotus funny ears must go touch archibald thought you were all crazy and he was Arch right yep ever since we've only proven that more What's your favorite D and D stat? Dexterity. Dexterity. Dexterity is Dex where it's is, at. Dex is everything in D and D. <laughs> oh no, I'm a big fan of charisma. Yeah, is your character who is barely above average charisma? I'm and just, yet I, you. Okay, first off, I oh. never said that that was what my character was the best at. You just Taylor, make sure you mute OBS stats. Ninja. There you go. You're good. Hey. She's back. We yes, got her. Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry for the hiccup. <laughs> yeah. So for clarification, um, you know, we were asked uh, what was everyone's first impression of each other. 
um, and we went through everybody. Uh, and then the one we need to address is that Lotus and Dolus originally thought Twink were father and son. It took it's been like eight sessions now and that's never been clarified to her. Uh session <laughs> seven we actually finally clarified to to Lotus that they are not related. Oh nice. I don't think it's I don't know if no. it's ever been clarified to Dolus though. No. Uh, maybe he just figured it out. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> now um are all of you guys friends from before D&D, &D, or are any of you just meeting? Uh, so the four of us here, we've all known each other for at least a year now. Um, uh, to be fair, I actually met Ray through D&D, &D, so yeah. for, for Ray, it was kind of like that's how we met. We met like yeah. a half a year ago? Yeah. yeah. We have, so a, we we have another have... campaign that Ian DMs, and, and he... On the recommendation of his party, who's like Steph of Anime, who was here earlier, and Pulse, uh, and then me and Noah. Uh, well, it wasn't me. They recommended me and Ray to be two new people added to the party. And Ian and I knew each other, but he didn't know Ray. So he he pulled us both in, and we, we got attached on. And now now they talk constantly. Now, they, they're, yeah. now they're inseparable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about Abolis, who's K-Meister, and um, Kieran? So Oz was definitely the odd duck out. Um, I think everyone but Ray and Kay really were just meeting Kieran for the first time. Or just meeting Oz for the first time when that session started. Um, you know, we had chatted for a little bit. It had been about two weeks. Uh, but for the most part, other than Ray and Kay, we were mostly unfamiliar with Oz. Um, but other than that, other than Ian, Ian and Ray and almost all of us to Oz... We've known each other for three, four years now. All right, all right. You see, when I meet new people and like in a role play situation, I'm super, I have a really hard time coming out of my shell. I don't know why, just meeting new people and interacting like that is always a little bit hard. So props to you guys. Well, I for think making it's it hard. Fun. I think that's hard though, because like they can't distinguish whether that's you or not. Yeah. Right? When you're role playing, like it, and it's hard to make that distinction because they don't know you. And I think that's something that you think about when you're trying to role play with people you haven't met before. Yeah, that makes sense. You might just get the complete wrong impression. Yeah, I will say because I saw I see a chat here. Someone said they're brand new, and how do you go about finding a group? And I think that's good on this question. If you find Ooh. friends who are also interested in D and D, even if none of you have ever played it before, like all of the rules are online. You can watch a few sessions for people. You could watch Star Lost. You, there's critical <laughs> role and everything. Um, like watch watch some D and D, get some friends together, and just play D and D. It's there's no wrong way to do it. The, like the rules are all there to just give you a guide. So if you guys just want to play, just play. Yeah. And if you want to find a group of people who are more experienced, ask some of your friends if they play D and D. Ask if they're they're looking for someone else. Ask what if, if they don't have any friends. Who play D&D. Friends who play D&D. Yeah, what do you, where do you go to find a party? Jump into a Discord. Just talk. Like, it's really easy, um, especially, like, in servers like mine and Keith Montalvo's. Uh, we both have a chat for D&D, &D and we kind of try to facilitate it. And it's really, it's really nice because you find a lot of people who are more interested. And, like, in the case of us, um, my session with Ian was my first D&D &D campaign. And so it was, mo like, before Ray and Cryo joined... 
other than Pulse, who only had like cursory experience with one shots and stuff, none of us had ever played before. So that was that was the main thing was just finding a little group, Please. making sure at least one person really, really knows the rules and then they can kind of help facilitate you into it. And then you do something like this to where you put that in front of everybody. I was a forever DM. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got my first time playing with Ian's campaign and I love it so much. Thank you, Ian. Hey, only people like you. That's fair. Someone's got. Someone's got to do it. I love DMing. Don't get me wrong. DMing's really fun. All right. Um, why did you decide to stream the Star Lost campaign? Um, why did we decide to record it? So that was all on me. That was all my fault. Is the easiest way to put it. Um, I, I came to all of my friends and I was like, Hey, I love doing D and D. I like, it's been super fun. I know we're not super comfortable streaming our home game or, you know, recording our home game. So what if we started a whole new one? And within three days, I had bothered them all so much that they just went, okay, fine. <laughs> Way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, how do you guys feel about it? Has it been fun so far? Oh my god. Oh, I am so having such fun. a big blast playing Lotus. I'm gonna need to start drinking more uh, with how many things are going on in Star Wars. Whoa! Like, Whoa! And, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, like, my brain 24-7 is coming up with different theories about how the fuck everything happened. Because that's what Socks has to do, which means I have to think about it. Right. <laughs> I really I love I love how much people have responded. Taylor, I'm gonna out you here. You're definitely like one of our biggest fans, and it's so fun seeing your reactions to it. Like I love sitting and watching the premieres. And the premieres aren't usually like crazy. I think the most we've ever had watching a premiere at once was like 15 people. Yeah. Um it's good. Don't no, no, don't get me wrong. No offense to those 15 people. You're all doing amazing. But like it's so fun just seeing that like group of people watching and interacting and, and responding to everything. And that's also as the DM, that's mostly what I get to do with the players. Like I love watching them play and I love watching them get into it and get excited about everything. It just fills me with such satisfaction. Yeah, yeah that can make all the difference sometimes, is knowing that people are enjoying what you make. Yeah. Like, that is that has been one of my biggest things. Um, everybody works so hard to bring a fantastic show along, like Cryo, planning every week. I, I work my best on the uh, on the layouts. Ray doing the fantastic art that is in all of the players um, things, and then just a ton on top of that. Everybody does so much to create a fantastic product, and just with that, um, I have I've said it recently, and I'll say it a lot more. Uh, I would sell my soul to make this project succeed because everybody has done such a fantastic job um which is why i you know buy rights to music and then fight with spotify to make sure that the links go right because it's a fantastic time and these guys deserve recognition if not just for being great players just for being great people this this series has been nothing but a joy Aww. well right on i like that answer streaming's fun <laughs> oh no don't cry quick let's move on to the next question don't okay. cry why is it called star lost seas oh, 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 <laughs> so oh, we oh, have oh. an answer for that now <laughs> we're on the, well number one we're on the ocean so seas yes. ta-da ta-da we mm -hmm. so, and that's easy um 
the planet is called Star Loss. So Star Lost, it's kind of a play on that. Yeah, Star Lost with two S's and Star Lost C's. Uh, the actual reason is a story thing, which we just found out uh, in the episode, in the ones we're playing that'll be coming out in the next like month and a half. So you all get to actually find that out. Uh, like, Ooh. I think by this time next month. This time month? next month should be. Yeah, well, should be should be when you guys, well, maybe a little maybe after two. that. Maybe like five or six weeks, you'll, you'll get yeah. to know why it's called Star Lost. And let me just tell you, uh, I think the entire party... Uh, I think they all died. I think they all just went a little yeah. crazy when it finally was a thing of what well, Star Lost, what Star Lost really means. Oh, I see. Well, since they're all dead, is does that mean it's over? No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes yeah. We <laughs> all I think died. Players, I think the players died. I think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure. I left them on a. I left no. them on a bit of a cliffhanger, and the resolution I think was even worse than the cliffhanger. They were all. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait till that episode. That'll be a lot of fun. We were talking a little bit um, in the last question about other campaigns, um, but how many other campaigns do you all play? Ray? Ray? This Ray. is a question for Ray. This is a question to judge Ray. Ray. Ian's got three. Noah and I just have Ian's campaign. Ray, wow. would you like Ian. to out yourself? As so at one point in time, I was playing four a week. Yep. Oh, wow. And so like, different ones, different campaigns. D and D has just consumed my life in the past year. So... Oh, <laughs> yeah, jealous. That that was uh that was really something uh to hear Ray because like uh for for clarification we are taking a two week break from playing because we have very busy lives starting to kick up. Um, I got a so, new job. So yeah, we were like trying to plan around, and the amount of times that we went, Ray, how about this day? And she went, Nah, I got D and D that day. It's just, uh, we're like, Okay. What day don't you have D&D? We have to invent wow. a new day, apparently. No, that's <laughs> impressive. Four different campaigns you're juggling, all the storylines, all the characters, all the things you have to remember. You must have a really nice, like, note-taking. Oh, she... Ray takes the best My notes. Girl. She's the I only one that Ray takes notes. <laughs> I use her notes as the DM. Like, I will, I'll throw them up in another window just so I can be like, all right, what happened last session? Oh, my God. That's awesome. So I That's use post-it notes. notes, but physically, mm. I, I post post-it notes all over like my desk, which, you know, it works for like one session, maybe two sessions, but like eight sessions later, you just start to not even know what's going on. And then you spill water all over the post-it notes and you can't oh. even read the post-it notes. So please don't oh. use post-it notes in the future. Cryo hates notebook me as a player. My notes page is like this long. It, it's, it's a paragraph. It's it's basically a paragraph because I, mean, I hey, edit you the session so it's so fresh on my mind all the time. That's because he's thinking about it constantly. Yeah, yeah, it's taken over my mind. <laughs> um, my, my notes page is just a list of items that Twink's identified. Yeah. But that's all it is. <laughs> uh, to put uh, it in perspective, my my Lotus campaign, like Star Lost Seas, is 25 pages right now. Yeah. And we're, we just like finished our series session. Times 11 font. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is great. Well, Cryo's lucky that you take such great notes because that just makes his job a little bit easier. I really am. I just, <laughs> I just, just tell him after. He's like, what about this? And I'll just say an answer. Like an it's idiot. especially important because my, my Sunday campaign for Ian, I play like a, this very stoic, very serious character. Which is a super huge contrast to Lotus, who's like super hyper, super happy. It's yes. like, oh boy. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> you ever mix up your characters on accident, right? I, I absolutely have done that before. <laughs> I have 100% done that. Socks, my very Ooh. passive, very anxious character once got mixed up a little bit with uh, one of my my character in the Sunday session, Monty, who is a brash, loud, rude rogue. Um, to the point where I actually tried to bonus action disengage with the sorcerer who <laughs> I doesn't can't. have that. Nice. I so can't he got do that. Opportunity attacked. No. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till that one. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. It's so oh. funny. <laughs> and Noah or uh, Socrates, I will say, I also didn't know you couldn't cast a spell non-lethally. I didn't know that. So in the I last did. session, we were like, no, <laughs> don't kill him. And then you I did. I just didn't think it'd kill him. <laughs> kill him. I, I laughed so hard. That was so funny. Uh, don't kill him, he says as he kills him. Ah, he didn't die. <laughs> he didn't die. More happened. Hey, you know what? You're lucky more happened. But that would have been perfect if he actually did die. Would have been really fun. Oh, that, was, that was the best. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Be careful, don't kill him. Lands a crit right. on the spell and kills him. I think him. my favorite thing is that Sox had a sword that he did not use once in that fight. Oh. See, I didn't even know you had a sword. That's how little well, you use it. Lorelai gave it to you. She was so nice to give you one of her swords. I, mean, I think he was terrified to break it. I think it's yeah, really Yeah, I think Lorelai would have shot him dead. True. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you you guys do such a good job juggling all your campaigns and characters. Um, would you end up playing a game with people from Critical Role Dimension 20? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, oh my god. god. This I, I couldn't die. even imagine that. What would that be? I'd just be oh. sitting in a corner watching. Like, There's no way yeah. I'd be able to keep up. <laughs> yeah. No way. I, I, I try my very best. If somehow this ever gets to the people at Critical Role, I want you to know you've made my life so amazing, and please play D&D uh, with us. That would be awesome. <laughs> I listen to Critical Role, like, on the treadmill or I'm exercising. I I get tired of music really fast, so I listen to Critical Role and, like, other... And you guys and other um, campaigns, but I am really far into the first Critical Role... Oh, um, and I haven't even touched so the second one. There's just so oh, much God. content, and it's coming out so quickly. Like, how do you really keep up with it? Well, if you're Ray, you watch it at 1.5 time speed over the course yeah. of eight. I months. don't watch it like a freak. I started in. I started the second campaign in December, and I'm currently on 106, 107 of the mighty wow. nine. Nice. So, She's insane. Yeah. I basically spent two and a half hours a day commuting, so that's where I catch mine up. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I was right. caught up until episode 100 <laughs> of campaign two, and then they went on a hiatus, and I went on a hiatus, and then COVID happened, and I never got caught up again. <laughs> I and still haven't seen anything. <laughs> I have so much cursory knowledge. I've read a lot more than I've watched of Critical Role, just because as an editor, I can't put anything on in the background. I have audio going all the time. I can't have like cross streams like that. So, um, so a lot of my knowledge is based in clips and moments that Cryo wants to show me to where I almost have a full scope of the campaign at this point, just because Cryo's showed me so yeah. much. Um, but yeah, it's been that, 
that would just be something to where it's like it's so unfathomable especially like we have a nice little cult following if it got big enough to where anybody at geek (laughs) Geek and sundry reached out to us and was like hey we need star lost for a sec i that's it i'm done i i retire i'm good like you probably just die right there yeah cliffhanger for sure Yeah, I think we can just generally say that, uh, yes, we would all play yeah. a game with people yeah. from Critical Role Without or Dimension that. 20. Absolutely. And um, if another campaign starts, they have like campaign three, I'm going to watch from the beginning because that is the only way I'm going to keep up. Yeah, yeah. We're absolutely doing watch parties. Without a doubt. Uh, well, right. I think we got time for one or two more. Oh, really? I should I should move quickly and do way more. Okay, let's just... Okay. Speed, run, speed run time. Speed question. How long until Cryo kills one of your characters? Go. One he almost did in the most recent session. <laughs> no, okay, first off, Cryo didn't do that. It was the player's fault, and we'll leave it at that. Fuck you. <laughs> I got hit with a crit. Okay, now we all know it's Noah. I wasn't going to say names, but we all know. <laughs> yeah. I let the dice decide. I don't plan on killing anybody. So, mm-hmm. so it's, we'll see. Whatever you say, DM. He's so squishy. (laughs) As the DM, um, when have you fudged roles for the story? Oh, so uh, in the third episode is the the like the the first time it ever happened. It's only happened like two or three times since then. Uh, I rolled to make things attack things. Like I didn't. I I just let it be sort of random because I couldn't think of methodology at the time. Uh, Socks definitely would have been murdered by the sea serpents if I hadn't fudged some rolls. Uh, but it was episode three, and I didn't feel like killing Noah's character on episode three, so I, I fudged a roll and had it attack Kieran instead. And then and he thanked since... you by just not even letting it leave. He yep. told me this yesterday. He I told, told me him this, this yesterday. yesterday, because I saw oh. the question, and I was like, oh, now I gotta tell you. Yeah, um, now- and... Ever since then, he has had a pure methodology for every attack because he was just like, random dice will get somebody killed. Oh, that's a good idea. Now, Aeon or Twink, is Twink really just that crazy or does he have secret plans? He's not out (laughs) to plan anything, ever. He just kind of rides the wind. Um, It's real weird because Twink's like this guy who all these other characters have these things they're trying to do and he's just there. So it seems like he would be that secret plan type. There's nothing going on up there. He's just kind of going <laughs> along for the ride. He's our everyman, and we love him for it. He's the best. Thanks, great. Um, who do you guys think would win a battle royale in the party? Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. yeah. Lotus. 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 KOs everyone. Lotus. 19 AC, f- flurry of blows, like, it's just dead. Plucks gone. bolts out of the air. Yeah, yeah. what what could we do? I could mind sliver, maybe yeah, we could all take magic out, like, missile her, like yeah. at the same time, like if we all gang up on her, maybe. But yeah, flash right. those that. missiles. No, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> now this campaign happens. Um, you're on the seas. You know, you're traveling from place to place. What's the location you're most excited to get to on the seas? I think we all really look forward to Yubua. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's in you. I, got, I did get. I get. I got a piece of paper in uh, in one of the sessions. I think it was like four or five. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be real important in Yubua, a, so I can't wait to find out. It's a need to something in Yubua, so he's very he's very excited and to find out what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, that was the player, every player's uh, or every character's uh, original destination. You know, we've just gotten sidetracked a lot since then. True. Oh, that's right. Okay, that makes sense. Yubua, Yubua is like yeah. a, a New Zealand style island. It's really nice and pretty. Lots of green and snow and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's also like the only nice country out there that doesn't ever go to war with anyone or have any problems. <laughs> is that where all the unreliables are trying to go? Pretty much most of them are all going to Yubua, except some that are going off to the Dragonlost Archipelago because it's really it's it's really chill there. It's like the South Pacific there. So, I mean, if, you, if you're down for a little... A little rough and tumble you everyone's going to those two places and so unreliables are being um persecuted right now mm-hmm. um how prevalent is this dislike of magical beings in the general population okay uh in the empire it's, uh it's it's not like a dislike so much as it is uh this weird law. distrust and i mean like it's a it's a law uh and it, it was put into place to try and keep things under control after the events of the first campaign because there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened, which again will be talked about in later episodes of Star Lost. Um, but all in all, around the world, like half of the world either doesn't care or disagrees. Like they 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 don't care about unreliables or they disagree with the Empire because they always disagree with the Empire. But the whole political situation is something that we actually may or may not get into in Shade Step if we eventually get there. Ooh. So that's that's very exciting. I know so Twink, this love, Twink loves politics. So this is something pushed by the king and the council and not yes. necessarily like the desires of the population. Yeah, so Stonekeeper is run by an emperor and an empress at the same time. One is a dwarf and one is a human. And then they have a council. And so they, they make all the decisions and the emperor and the empress get like veto power and extra seats on the council and that kind of thing. And so the council is the one who pushed it through, mainly to just keep things under. They're saving face, basically, by blaming unreliables. So, Okay, because in wasn't it, um, oh, is that the outro music? No, <laughs> no, no, we got a follower. No. Yep. <laughs> oh, yay. Um, the story of how unreliables came to be uh, looked down upon like this, wasn't it something to do with a party of, of adventurers awakening some kind of yes. horrible thing. The last party awakened an ancient evil to help beat their big bad evil guy. They used some forbidden magic that they weren't supposed to. And that's something that happened in the last campaign, actually. They they used this forbidden magic that I kind of kind of teased in front of them for a while. And, and it had repercussions that now the rest of this party yeah. gets to deal with. Yay, I'm sorry. I feel real bad about that. <laughs> But I do think we are out of time. Oh, yeah, we did it. I think that was all the questions. Guys, as we said before, you can find Star Lost Seas on YouTube. You can just search it, uh, Star Lost Seas, or you can go over to my channel, Glitch Streams. Or if you're chilling in the Twitch chat right now, you can just do exclamation point Star Lost. Uh, The series is a whole lot of fun. As you can see, there's a whole lot going on, despite the fact that it's only episode seven. And it only gets crazier. There's oh, time almost. travel. There's time travel. It, there's time travel already. Uh, uh, so I hope you guys enjoy the series so much. Make sure you can check it out on Spotify or any of your favorite podcasting platforms, YouTube. And thank you so much for joining me. We Yarr! have to move on to our next segment in the Love for All stream. I love you guys so much. And we will see you all in the next session and hopefully Woo! the next review session.
Skylar Season is awesome. Go Thank watch you so it much. on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.